0: Microphone on this phone is just really good.
1: It's so funny that we're so
0: surprised that uh, the microphone yeah, the does a good nice job. Yeah, the technology that we have, at least. <laughs>
1: it's Calling an airstrike with a with a smartphone, and we're surprised the microphone works. <laughs> oh, you already started it? Yeah. What we're getting our pizza and our beer? Yeah. Our beers. Our beers. I think I, there's one thing I like that a lot of podcasts do where the music ends and they're already talking.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm sure that's exactly, that's exactly what, what I'm going for. <laughs> and then I've set down this little towel here, so um, our voices don't like bounce off the glass so much. Gotcha. Like in, like in, some of the other podcasts that we recorded, there was a lot of that. The glass was. Every time we take a sip. Well, that but. Our voices bounce off of this, and you can kind of like sense it. Oh in the yeah, recording. Well, let's start this bitch
1: off by complaining about my haircut that I just got before I got here. What did you I do? I don't like it at all, but it was oh, like. What's wrong with it? I didn't. I didn't go. The I. I go. To a place in Antioch, you obviously live here, Walnut Creek. So I didn't want to drive from Concord to Antioch, uh, get a haircut, else. come back. So I went to a place that's nearby, <laughs> and I told, like, I told the lady what I want, and she was Asian. There's a language barrier, so I'm already stressed. I tried really hard to like spend like a good, like, and it's a little bit awkward. I don't like doing that. Like, I like to just kind of tell them what I want and then have them do it. I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, critique them. I'm at fucking Great Clips. I'm not at a fucking salon. <laughs> They're like, I make $10 an hour. Like, calm mm-hmm. the fuck down. But, so I explained it, and I just immediately knew it was going to be bad because what she did was right before she would start trimming, she would show me that the size was right. I was like, I want a one and a half on the sides, uh, like, fade it up to, like, three and a half when you get to the top. hmm so before she started cutting, she shows me the size. Like, see, it's a one and a half like you wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have fucked up a lot of hair. Because otherwise, that's like your defense mechanism mm-hmm. for if I complain, she's like, well, that's what you wanted and I showed you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that
1: like, that, that, I knew yeah. it was gonna be bad because you don't do that if you're good at what you do. You don't like check in every single time you switch the clip. And that's the first time that's ever happened to me. So I yeah. know that this lady has been yelled at a lot. <laughs> and then so so she does that and then when she's cutting the top with the with the scissors she's having a hard time evening it out all the way so she went like all the way through trying to like make it the same height and then she went back and did it again because she could see there there was something uneven. So when you do that, every single time you go through again, you make it shorter and shorter (laughs) to even it out. So my hair's starting to get too short. I'm like, okay, that's fine. She's like, yeah, that's a good length, and I'm like, yeah, so I was like, yes. <laughs> so I was just like, I, I would much rather, I would much rather be a little bit uneven because I can fuck around with gel and make it look okay, mm-hmm. than you just keep trying to repair it to where I'm fucking bald. Bald, I am. And i was just like, god damn it, this is why I don't do this. And then, but at the same time, like once she started going, I'm just, I'm too polite. It's like I can't critique her as she goes along. So she's like, god damn it. So I just, yeah, right off the bat, I'm like, you're showing me, you're proving to me that you're using the right size because you're anticipating my complaint mm-hmm. because you suck. <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. anticipate
0: complaints if you're good. Yeah. I'm just like, what have I done? Yeah. There's like, uh, one of the biggest signs, uh, like when someone's cutting my hair, my hair in particular is very thick and, uh, you can't be gentle with my scalp. Like you have to get in there (laughs) (laughs) you know like which for cutting hair probably isn't a good strategy for uh, for the most part for the most part yeah (laughs) but um there are there are like uh barbers or stylists or whatever that know when to do that and one that one that is experienced will will tell you hey your hair is really thick like i need to go a little bit more rough on your scalp is that okay um, you can't be, you can't be gentle on mine, otherwise it's not going to blend in correctly. hmm Because I do the, I do like the, you know, I do the high fade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think flick from a one to like a three up here. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I get this like on my right side, there's like a, like I just have a weird pattern on yeah. this side, and this side's normal. But this one will happen where I get this, like, very defined, like, line. And there's probably to an extent I can't, like, do shit about it. Mm -hmm. But with the right stylist, they know how to blend that shit in right. Yeah. And there's been instances where I've gotten my hair cut by one person, and then they have to, like bring in the like the most experienced person over because they don't know how to cut my hair. (laughs) Because all of the, all of the clientele that come in there, they all have like straight hair. They don't have like, they don't have like curly, um, thick hair like I do.
1: I feel like it's a, it's a good idea to get one person that does your hair because Mm -hmm. then they get, they get invested in it Mm -hmm. and they can pay attention to it. They know like after a while they learn your hair and then you don't have to mm-hmm. Like tell them what to do and they're less likely to fuck up mm-hmm. And actually there was a girl in Antioch that I was kind of doing that way She cut my hair the last three times and we were talking about how she could cut it in such a way where eventually over time uh, I could do a hard part. I've been wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. But every fuck up every fuck. No, she <laughs> does a good job but okay. what happens is is every fucking lady I tell that I want a one and a half on the sides, on like my hair is combed over. So mm-hmm. on the side that the hair is kind of like facing, or the side that the the ends of my hair is on, they they fade it really, really well. They blend it. Mm-hmm. On the other side, they, they do the one and a half all the way up to the top where my part is. So it's like, it's uneven. I don't know why the fuck they do that. Mm-hmm. And then I can't do a hard part, because you can't have a hard part when it's shaved clean
0: on the right, other, like right. It doesn't
1: make any fucking sense.
0: It has to be hair at the top and then at the bottom, too Just right right next to the part, right? Yeah, so
1: every haircut I've had before her that that's what they'll do I don't I don't have the vernacular. I don't know how to explain. They're not doing it, right? Mm-hmm. But this girl who I told her that I was that I've been wanting to do a hard part She's like well, it looks like you gotta and then she kind of said exactly what I kind of thought and I was like, yes exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like well Because they cut cut it on the side so short, it's gonna take a couple haircuts for you to grow out that part so I can do a hard part. So that's what I've been doing. And then I went there, not this haircut, but the one before I went there, um, she was cutting somebody's hair. But the girl like the the girl that was available, um, she was like covered in tattoos. Like, really, really pretty. Did, like, really awesome shit. Tattoos? right, you got me. I was like, really awesome shit with her hair. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is a girl that pays attention. And she's obviously, like, she's younger. She's cool. If I tell her I want a fucking hard part, and this is what I'm kind of doing, it'll kind of make sense. And I didn't, like, I did I thought that it would be awkward to be like, I don't want you. I want this other girl. (laughs) Because, again, I'm just way too polite. I Mm should have just been like, is it okay if I wait for a tailor? I didn't do that. I was like, okay, whatever, fuck it. (laughs) And then... You know, I ju- I misjudged her completely. Mm-hmm. And again, she just did one and a half all the way up to the top, so I can't do a hard part. And then I was just like, I didn't say anything, but I just kind of like exchanged glances with the girl that normally does my hair. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm, I fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gave up on you. <laughs> For, no. Uh, I, was, I was like, I'm too polite. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I cheated on you. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a bad thing, too, being too polite. So I think just from now on, I'm just, I. I, I haven't actually, like, kind of introduced myself or, like, got her name mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it always says on the receipt her name. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe next time I'll just, I'll, I'll breach that awkward gap and just be like, uh, my, like my name's David. Can, is it, like, I'll call ahead and be like, is Taylor working there? And mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll just ask for her next time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's weird at first, but I hey. think that's just what I'll do. Because she actually, like, we talked about it for, like, two, three haircuts in a row. So she was, like, invested. I felt confident she was going to get it done. And then mm-hmm. right when I was, like, was long enough where she could have done it, you know, she was working with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, yeah,
0: like, I, I fucked up. I, I go to a place that, um, it, like, your first time there, they call your name because you write your name in the sheet or whatever. They call your name. They introduce themselves right away. So it's no, like, awkward thing that you have to initiate yourself or whatever. hmm like, at other salons, they're just like, hey, come on over. They don't introduce themselves. Not really. Yeah. Like, not in my experience. Not in my, like, you know, 18 years of going to those types of salons. Supercuts. <laughs> I have actually never been to a supercuts. But something I like used, that. Yeah, I used to go to, uh, um, <laughs> you know. Sport clips. Salons run by Latina women. Mm. You know? I feel like that's the way to go. Probably. I don't know. Um, but... I don't know, I mean, when you're a kid, you're just kind of, like, intimidated, you know. They're, like, strong Latin women who don't take shit from nobody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna do my hair. Yeah. Uh, No,
0: bitch, I'll make you handsome.
1: (laughs) How about you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But at least this place where I go to, like, I know, I know the, like, a few of them by name now. And they know me by name. Yeah, and that's, there's one that's that i good. go to specifically uh and then she know every time she knows exactly what i want and uh they also have like a notes system so the first time that you come in they take down notes for you yeah to like let the next person know that this is how this person likes their haircut um and so this girl that i go to she like i'm a guy that doesn't like to talk like i don't I don't know, I don't really like to talk when I'm getting my hair cut in general, <laughs> but this girl i actually like 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 you're cool, yeah, I can actually yeah. have a conversation with you you' the right person mm mm-hmm. well, I like, feel like
1: part of being a good haircut person is being able to make that happen even with people who aren't necessarily comfortable, mm-hmm, right. Like, Strippers are really good at that. <laughs> even if you're shy, even if you're mm-hmm. introverted, they'll come sit on your lap, and they have it's first. They just they get you talking. Even mm-hmm. if you're not that type of person, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, much less incentive if you're cutting hair because you don't make that much money. But <laughs> I feel like that's still part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think um, yeah, there's just there's if I feel like I have to start a conversation with you to not make it awkward, I'm probably just not gonna talk. But then there's there's some people that they're just good at it they just kind of start talking and then i don't have to do any work i'm just like yeah i know what you're saying here's my part and then they go yeah i know what you're saying here's this other thing Mm -hmm. like just it's just easy yeah but then there's some people they're just like so the weather's kind of wet outside i'm like well how about you just shut the fuck up because this (laughs) is awkward as hell (laughs) just cut my fucking hair It's real wet outside (laughs) (laughs) that weather though all right, well, you still need some practice on this part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, have you have you ever gone to uh, a barbershop for men?
1: Mm-hmm. Only once. Mm-hmm. They did a terrible job, so I didn't go back. I feel much more <laughs> comfortable with women cutting my hair.
0: Way more comfortable. Oh yeah. I mean,
1: I feel like that's probably everybody,
0: but still, I, well, I don't know about that. I mean, you and I are pretty similar in the on the women front. And how we're just like, we're just more comfortable with them in, in general. Yeah, that's probably true.
1: But also, I think women in in general are just more in tune with aesthetics. Mm. Like, they just have a better set, like guys are really like one te- one step, two step, like it's really kind of like, first I'm gonna do this part up to this exact length, and then from this length I'm gonna do it this way, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like, it's almost like there's a blueprint and it's all math as opposed to, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like women are just more in tune with kind of like the overall, here are the individual components and here are all the things I have to look at big picture Mm -hmm. to make it all blend together. The difference though
0: is at least with like the the salon that I go to, I mean, a lot of the time it's, all right, let's get you in, we'll do your haircut really fast and you know, get you out of the door type of thing. But at a barbershop, I went like once, actually I went twice, I think, to two different ones just to like feel it out because i I'd never been before. And the difference with them though is like they, they take a lot of time because uh, at least the barbers that cut my hair, they were like really paying attention to the detail. Mm -hmm. Like they treated it like, oh, like this is my craft type of thing. Yeah. Um, Not to say that you know, women and salons don't do that too, but to a certain extent, they're not super concerned about whether the fade is like perfect. Um, whereas like the barber, he was like, I don't know, he was just like attacking my hair at, you know, with different tools. And like, he actually like took out, um, what's it called a straight shaver? Or, you know, oh, it's just a blade. Like cool. Just to like line up my neck type of thing and, you know, All of that like you know it was it was nice but i didn't go back because i hated that i had to wait like an hour just to get a haircut yeah fuck that and also same thing like i don't really want to talk to you i mean especially because the guy was trying to like talk to me about like something that you don't give a shit about yeah (laughs) like extremely masculine things. Yeah, that's well that's
1: something yeah. That's something definitely that you and I are you are unique in know. in that most guys either we can't talk to them or they can't talk to us just because the shit that I'm into or the way that I speak or the things that I'm into it's just like there's there's a huge disconnect there and mm-hmm. I I don't I'm just a lot better at it with women. They 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 seem to understand where I'm coming from more often and I definitely relate to the things they have to say for the most part yeah you know like you know obviously you and i have a really good dynamic but nine times out of ten yeah like somebody wants to talk about the warriors never sat through an entire basketball game in my whole entire life and i'm super fucking weird for that but um you're the weirdo yeah yeah, for real (laughs) well i was actually thinking about this i was talking to my girlfriend about it and um i had this thought about What's like the one thing that all people that you would kind of define as normal, like what, what, is, what is it exactly like as a personality trait or a characteristic or something like that, that would kind of like make you normal as opposed to, or I should say it this way, like what's something that all people you consider normal have in common and what what is the thing that people who you would say aren't normal or are weird or strange in some way that they lack? Like what? What is it? What is that thing? And my my thing is what I think it I is. I have a theory, but my theory is that there's a there's skills that you can acquire in your personality, not just as opposed to a skill like you're good at video games. You're good at you're handy. It's you're... not a
0: hand skill. It's a uh... yeah.
1: Like you can be a good it's kind li- of like an
0: emotional skill. You if can be like skill. you can be
1: a good listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be like uh, really good at anal- like thinking before you speak. Um, you can kind of like choose your words really carefully strategic yeah you can be uh, like you don't have a short fuse you're really patient those are like so I think um, the personality trait that those people have in common is they're really good at uh, I guess the word is assimilating or yes uh, like they're really good you're really good at seeing what everybody's doing and doing that Mm -hmm. and I think that if you Are kind of like weird it's because you value more whatever it is that sets you apart than you do fitting in
0: that's exactly my theory and I don't think and
1: I don't think that it's bad I don't think it's necessarily we like we like to think in this culture like in our culture tells us to be individuals but I think that there's definitely a benefit to following the crowd. There's definitely a benefit to everybody seems to like this sport. I'm gonna go to that game too. I'm gonna participate in the language. I'm gonna get invested in this because mm-hmm.
0: that's what everybody else seems to do. Well, yeah, I mean, you want to be a part of a club.
1: Yeah, and you just you, know? you don't want to be ostracized. You don't want to be mm-hmm. outcast. You want to, you know, we're we're social creatures. It's it's beneficial, not just, um, not just as people, but also financially, economically in our careers. It benefits us to, you know, spin a really big web of connections. And if you mm-hmm. if you are normal, you're more likely, like you're more likely to kind of be more successful, be more at ease, uh, more likely to kind of just be okay with shit um, than everybody else. And I think uh, one thing that a lot of people who are weird have in common is going through some kind of trauma or going through having some kind of um, like damage, having gone through some sort of emotional thing. Sure. Yeah. I I think, and I think that's because when you go through something that's really, really, really hard, uh, you start to you start to cling on to the things that make you you because they're safe. Like, um, mm-hmm. if if I have been physically abused. I think that that makes me a little bit less understanding of doing things I don't want to do for the sake of somebody else or their opinion of me. It's kind of like, I've been through all this bullshit. What do I care what you think? Mm-hmm. I okay. think it's kind of like... um
0: I guess the example is like... Uh. Hmm. I, you are more likely to get bullied if you are an outcast or if... Uh, That's true. You... I don't know, maybe you're not even, like, in that, um, maybe you are slightly assimilated, but then something happens, someone else comes along and, like, thinks that you are weird because of some very specific thing, Mm -hmm. or whatever, and then you get bullied, and then from then on, you're just kind of like, oh, fuck, now I'm, I think I'm weird, because that person, like, thought that I was weird, or whatever, or that group of people thought that I was weird, because they are part of a club, and they have, a, you know, established what the fuck is normal because they are part of a big group and I am just one or two. Yeah. And, like, now we're weird. Like, it's a... It's almost it, like... It's a dynamic that's set up, like, really early on. Yeah, I, I agree. I think...
1: I, maybe the best way to explain it is just kind of like, I, I, I had this idea of what being normal was. I knew that... I, I, felt, I've, I felt that I didn't really fit it. So maybe to explain it would be to just explain what I, like, how I applied that to myself, which is that um, I can't think of anything, a lot of specific things that they did. But I grew up, I can't remember a single time in my life where I didn't feel like I was stupid, I was, like, out of control, I was um, just, like, not... A good kid at all <laughs> and so I think you spend your you look nice hey. is that what you wear to work What's up, bro yeah beautiful I, <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> so I think like I just kind of just grew up feeling like I was really just not okay just because of like that's how my parents dealt with me being like you know, being a kid, like I like to break stuff, like to run around and make a lot of noise. They go to work, they come home, and I'm just like fucking all up in their shits. I'm a kid with a lot of energy. They they reacted with a lot of impatience and they lost their temper a lot. And just as a result, I think I felt like a piece of shit. Like I just felt like I there was something, something wrong, wrong with me that yeah. made them so angry. And so I think just after a while, you just kind of like you cling to that identity. And you're like, you just, you already believe that you're not normal. So then you stop caring about doing the things that other people think are cool. And you, yeah. just, you just start doing the things that you like, regardless of whether or not somebody thinks that, because I already think they think that. Mm-hmm. I already think that I'm weird. I already assume people have negative opinions about me. So then I just cling to all the things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately give a big fuck you to anything that doesn't
0: immediately grab my attention, like do you, sports. <laughs> do you feel like... I don't know, it you don't see it then, but I think later on I think it becomes empowering. Like mm-hmm. It makes you look more confident and yeah. it makes you look like uh you know what you're about. Yeah. Um You're really honest and unashamed. Mhm. Like yeah, this is what I do because I think it's cool.
1: Yeah. I think in a way I've I, I've I've been angry at my family a lot. In my life and I still do you know uh, when I rationalize it like they kind of like they worked their asses off they they I, they did things that I would never be able to handle the way the way that they handled but um, shit, I forgot my point um, but despite the fact that I was upset at them for the way that I felt growing up in a way I kind of feel like I should be thanking them because if i grew up kind of like feeling like i was normal i might kind of without realizing it go to do shit that i didn't want to do because that was the thing i thought i was supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you know like i listen to heavy metal, hardcore stuff. I've been in mosh pits. I have a huge scar on my channel where I got punched in the face in a mosh pit and most people, they hear that shit and they're just like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Why do you listen to this? But I really enjoy it. And I think that if I hadn't already been subject to feeling like, feeling like I was out of place, that would really hurt my feelings and I would probably stop listening to it or maybe I just wouldn't take it in at all because I knew other people would think it was weird so mm-hmm. I just wouldn't even yeah. um, pursue it. So I kinda like, in a way, I kinda got lucky and I got to figure out things that I really, really like that other people don't get to enjoy because they're afraid of how they're gonna be viewed because of it. Right. I, I already think you hate me. I already think that you think that I'm weird so I'm not afraid to be weird. I'm just like, yeah, I like this. If you have a problem with that, well, we don't have to be friends. Most people aren't like that. Most people, they think they are, but when somebody, especially if they don't, if it's the first time they're meeting them, like the first social outing, they're like, really? You like that? That's weird. Most people, like, like it it mortifies them. They're like, oh, shit, I I don't want you to think I'm weird. So then they kind of like, oh, well, it's just this stupid thing. They'll play it down. I'm just like... Yeah, it's amazing. Here's all the reasons why. I can see yeah. the look on their face, like you're weird, and I'll just keep going. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> here's what I like about it. I fucking like. I love jumping at mosh pits and swinging my fists and acting like a fool. Like I love. <laughs> like a fool. <laughs> like I just, I don't care. And I think that kind of goes into what you were saying. It mm-hmm. it demonstrates a confidence because I I'm not I'm not what you think of me doesn't impact me at all. And we all like to think. That we're like that. sexy as fuck. We all like to think that we're like that, but I think most of, the high majority of us are not like that. And I, I, even me, the way that I'm describing it, I still have that. I don't want people to, you know, think shitty things about me. I don't want that. But at least when it comes to the things that I like and enjoy and Mm -hmm. care about, um, I don't have to be afraid of them. And I don't have to avoid talking about them.
0: Yeah, about them I feel like it makes um, it makes one more inclusive of other people mm-hmm. if you are a weirdo oh you for know, sure quote unquote weirdo or whatever yeah. because I mean you went through it so of course you're gonna think whatever someone else is doing that's like outside of the norm is cool mm-hmm. or like very unique oh that that's neat that you do that <laughs> yeah well you treat them the way that you, you you wish that you were treated yeah yeah you
1: respond you say the things to them that you wish somebody would say, would have said to you Mhm. And I, I, I think
0: that's, it, I think it, that's the nature of people it's too. It's kind of like a, uh, uh, like, like you weren't afforded that, but you want to, you want to pay it forward for someone who might still be like on the edge or whatever of like, you just, I just kind of, whenever I see someone like that, or I see someone who, um, how you're saying is kind of like downplaying some of their like interests mm-hmm. or whatever, um, I don't know, I just kind of like to support them and, like, make them think that that is cool, that it's okay. Uh, I don't know, just to make them feel more confident about the weird shit Mm -hmm. that they do. Yeah, because,
1: like you said, you don't want them to feel the way you felt. Mm -hmm. When they say, like, I don't know, I'm into fucking some music that i don't listen to i'm into fantasy games i'm into sci-fi and i've never played them but i'm like that's awesome tell me more about it because they're you know how many times have i said yeah i don't really watch sports and then immediately i can see the guy like just give me a weird look like what do you mean you don't watch sports and then i just have to sit there awkwardly like yeah i don't i just i don't i like to i mean and then I, but I, you know, I, I criticize it, but I do this thing too, where I'm like, you know, I immediately try to justify it, or I immediately try to connect anyways by saying like, well, you know, I like to go to the live games, like I think that's fun to go get I a say beer, that too. yeah, and it's, but it, it, we all like even e- even everything I said about being confident in what I like, I still try to appease to other, appease other people. I don't want them to feel like they're like they're weird because I don't like sports. Even though I'm mm-hmm. obviously the odd man out there, yeah. I'm obvious. I still try to comfort them because I know what it feels like to be in a situation where I'm not sh- we don't agree and
0: it's awkward as fuck. I'm not sure it's appeasement. I think you're just trying to be decent and continue the conversation. Yeah, it could be that. I but I also it's not I've, like you're bowing down to like this new overlord that <laughs> that knows all the sports stats. Yeah, but also. I think a lot of the stuff that I say that
1: the reasons why we do it I don't I don't um, I don't preface it with uh, we subconsciously do it <laughs> I don't think any like a lot of the stuff that I say that I think people do I don't preface it with saying I think it's subconscious most of the time I think it's subconscious mm. I think that there there is an appeasement factor but you're not thinking of it that way you like I think I analyze the shit out of myself to the point where I try to I try to um, I try to recognize my subconscious behavior and then when I explain it to somebody I don't say that I just say this is what I do and they're like well, if you know that why do you do it I'm like well I mean it's subconscious and then all of a sudden it makes sense <laughs> I think a lot of us we we care more about what other people think than we realize
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and I, I could say for sure I know I do that and I think a lot of the time when what what looks to the other person as confidence is really just a projection it's really just Mm -hmm. like i i i'm already prepared for you to think this this is we think this is weird so i just immediately bolster it and talk about it highly and like just kind of like shove it down your throat just just to kind of like convey some sort of like i cling to it so hard that you can't argue with it because Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure you're going to argue with it
0: subconsciously (laughs) (laughs) All this happens subconsciously. Yeah, later. I think
1: it all happens in an instant. Yeah. I think uh, you know how there's like we all know these really. We know about correlations from things that have happened to you and how you behave later on in life with really traumatic stuff. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like um, whenever you like there's there's the stereotypical one where if you're a shipper or a porn star, you grew up without a dad, you've been raped, you've been molested and that's why you do it. Like, we, there's that stereotypical- Or you grew cool. up like really religious or something like Some, that. Yeah, exactly. There's like, we all are aware of that, that correlation, but I think in addition to that, there are little things that happen to you that have the same effect, mm-hmm. but it's smaller and we don't notice them. So I think in the same way that growing up without a dad can affect your behavior later on in life, uh, growing up with somebody who says a certain phrase to you over and over and over and over you can internalize it and behave as a result of that tiny little thing that you don't know so I think like every thing that we say everything that we do down to the really minute like you know what do you do when you tell somebody you don't like sports and they 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 visibly get uncomfortable or weirded out or give you a weird look the way you handle that situation what has happened in your life that makes it so you think handling it that way is the best way to go like Mm -hmm. i think i think we're very much created by our environment even down to the little little tiny things and i think that we know that that's true because the big stuff we can tell like we all know like you know Watching, you know, a family member die in front of you is going to have an impact on your behavior. We all okay. know that, um, I don't know, uh, we all know that losing a competition is kind of good for your good for uh, your personality because it humbles you and it teaches you about failure. We all know that certain things that happen to us affect us and make us better and or make us worse, depending on what the thing is. But I think even the really, really small stuff, like just... Um, you know, just the way, like little, maybe little, um, pieces of advice that your family always give you or little, just ways that little, um, what's the word? Idiosyncrasies that you have with your family growing up. They train you to be a certain way when you're older. Yeah. Even like the tiny things. And I think I obsess over that and I try to figure out why I do every single thing that I do to a point where I can't relate to anybody. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Why, why is everything you do so conscientiously hurtful or <laughs> not good for you or unhealthy? And I'm like, well, it's not. Just the way I explain it, it sounds like it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it is, yeah.
0: It, I mean, yeah. To, to an extent, I think about those things a lot, too, about why I am the way that I am. But when I'm talking to other people... I'm not constantly analyze them why they are the way that they are um, sometimes but for the most part I feel like I'm I'm not that perceptive of other people uh, like this is a I feel like this might be a problem that I have is that I can't really necessarily suss out um, the right people that I should be talking to Mm -hmm. in my life or making friends with. I mean, there are people um, that... uh, I don't know. Like, I just know that they're, like, cool people and I want to be friends with them. But I don't necessarily uh, analyze the specific things that they've said or done um, for me to decide that. Uh, So sometimes I can be misguided in, like, the people who I choose to... Uh, spend time with. Uh, mm-hmm. And me thinking that it was worth it, but in reality, it just was not. It might have been toxic for you. Yeah. Or maybe for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's just because you are chill as fuck. I think it's literally just like, you don't look at somebody's behavior as an indication of who they are as a person. I think people, they have conversations with you, they say certain things, they do certain things. None of that to you, you turn around and apply that to a personality trait or mm-hmm. anything. I think they're just like, you have a conversation with somebody, you hang out with them, you do a couple of things with them. And in your head, that, that, that's all that it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's not. I don't think that that's a bad thing. It's
0: like weird because there are people that I'm like innately know like, oh, you're not, you're not my type of person. That's true and i don't uh i wonder what that is i don't know
1: it's like because you because you simultaneously describe yourself as somebody who's kind of like aloof to that stuff mm-hmm.
0: but at the same time you have a sense like yeah get the fuck away from me yeah i'm not, not feeling this but it's yeah and it's like same thing too it's like i don't necessarily know uh exactly why i've chosen not to be around that person at least not right away yeah i do i'm the opposite of that i do it too much I take like
1: the way you say things the words you chose uh, the convert like the context of the conversation in which you chose to say that thing or do that thing and I immediately characterize you like you're this type of person that's why you said it that way that's why you did it that way that's why you chose this time to say it that's why you chose those words because I do that to myself and as a result I do that to everybody else because I Feel comfortable, it makes me more comfortable to feel like I know who you are as a person because then I can predict what you're going to do to me or how you're going to be around me. Or I can, I, 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 it just it makes me more comfortable to feel like I know you in a way that you don't know yourself necessarily.
0: <laughs>
1: like, um, you should play chess. Oh, I, dude, I was fucking super into chess when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I went for for like two, like. For, like, two years straight, I just, like, that's all, like, that's... For some reason, (laughs) that's all I wanted to do because it's just, like, you... I don't know shit about chess. Like, I didn't really learn anything. I was a kid. I didn't have any direction. I just kind of, like, read books and practiced to the best of my ability with no guidance as to why I was making the moves that I chose to make. But I think it attracted me because... I I'm trying to predict what you're going to do. And yeah. that there's a level I and I don't know if that if that helps you in chess or not. The people who are really really good at it, maybe it's just like a math type thing. Not a psychology mm. type thing, but that's I feel like that's what appealed to me is to prepare for what you are going to do mm-hmm. and I can make my moves based off of that. I think that's what I liked about it. And like I said, I just I have this knack of like everything that we do i want to know why we do it down to the tiniest little thing why did you choose to say hi instead of hello why <laughs> did you choose to Damn, that that minute or that why uh... did... yeah because there's a reason like there's a reason why you chose that
0: hmm. well hi is definitely more casual than a hello is exactly there's yeah.
1: th- there is in fact a reason even to that tiny little mm-hmm. distinction like um I, somebody, I'm not going to name any names, somebody came to me upset that somebody was upset, their girlfriend was upset with them. Okay. And what he was saying was like, you know, I try, I try really, really hard for her, but I just, it seems like I'm not good for her. And, you know, she just kind of like comes down on me really hard. And, um, and then he, you know, he told me all the things that, that led to her being upset. And I'm just like, you know, that's, I didn't say this in my head, but I'm like, that's your fault.
0: Oh, you, you said this in your head?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I, of course, that's terrible thing to say to somebody who's coming to you for help. It's your fucking fault. For yeah. the most part, it's not a good way to, so, but in my head, I'm just like, you're literally in tears because she's upset at you for something. She has every reason to be upset at you for. Ah. You are kind of like, you know and again this is kind of more of extreme example because you know the way you handle fights in a relationship most of us can kind of figure out what kind of person you are like we all kind of have that trait a lot of times but anyways you know i'm kind of like you're basically sorry for yourself and that's probably how you handle most things that happen to you that you don't like poor me Mm -hmm. like you're instead of just saying i did this I want to be better for you. Damn, she's really upset at me. This sucks. Somebody needs to cons- Somebody needs to comfort me because, yeah, yeah. because. Tell me why I'm right. Not like. Yeah. Some she he needed somebody to tell him, it's okay that you messed up, and, that's in my depending on the thing that's usually true. Yeah. But the fact that you needed that before you tried to repair, like instead of like. What I try to do, and I'm not like this all the time, just like everybody else, but this- what I try to do is when somebody comes to me like, hey, you did this, I didn't like it, whether or not I think it's valid, whether or not I think it's even true that I did that, I'm like, I want, I want to be, because I'm not always, I want, to, I want my response to be, that must be really hard for you, I'm really sorry that your feelings are hurt. And then, afterwards, we can kind of dissect what exactly happened, where the yeah. mis- miscommunication was, what I can do better in the future, and what you can do better in the future. So that, you know, maybe you're just fucking sensitive. Because that, that happens sometimes, that's true. Like, we yeah. like to think that we should take full responsibility for everything, but sometimes it's our responsibility to not be offended, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like, you know, he... And I just immediately, and this is somebody I don't know very well. I just immediately, just judged him off of that. I'm like you, you did something. It upset them. You're upset that they, that it upset you. We're not gonna be friends. I will help you right now, and mm-hmm, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell you that. But yeah, you are somebody who I cannot relate to. Because well, you just you, feel sorry. You just we're gonna talk about you all the time. Oh fuck yeah, that's because what's gonna happen yeah, is is I'm gonna tell you, hey, I like this thing, and you'll be like, oh. That's similar to something I like. Let me tell you about that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Like yeah. I'm trying to get right. Of, I'm You're exactly to... right because that is the worst person. Dude. The worst person who who is always I mean, that's how I mean you just you just perfectly describe uh this this other girl that I was like that I kinda liked. Um I don't know I've told you about her she's the she's like um, she's a coworker um but like works on a different mm-hmm. um area area not even the same company like uh you know we have a whole umbrella corporation and she works for one of the different brands in under yeah. that corporation uh yeah she was the same way she was like telling me about all of her shit and you know like that wasn't like every single time but at the but any time that we had like um any kind of like alone time together like it was just all about her type mm-hmm. of thing and it's like this is exhausting because I, I really don't want to engage with you right now and you're forcing me to <laughs> yeah i think most people consider that rude
1: but well, I, say, I, I think I should say it this way. Consider what rude To be exhausted yeah. with her. Uh huh. But at the same time. Well, she's not my girlfriend. No, no, you don't owe, I mean, first of all, you don't owe a lot, you owe a very few people anything at all. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I'm sensitive to this because I have a hard time leveling with people who in everything that they do, conscientious of how they're affecting other people say that again I have a problem with people who don't with everything that mm-hmm. they do try to be conscientious of everybody else yeah yeah and you can't always be that way like I, I think I have it to a fault but when people very clearly are have no problem taking up your time have no problem taking up your patience mm-hmm have no problem taking up your kindness yeah. for however long they they need it with that with like cuz here's the thing I will give you anything anything that you need I will do whatever I can to help you to to a fault provided that you will make it a, like you can demonstrate that you're aware that I'm doing that for you that you know like I I you know I have friends that'll just like no like I don't want you to pay for that. Like, I'll give you an example. I, you know, just kind of like, I wanted to go with my friends and they said they didn't have a lot a lot of money and I'll just say, I'll pay for you. I want to spend time with you. Just let me pay for you. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then, you know, we end up doing it anyways and I pay for them. Yeah. Like, um, there are people who, if, if their reaction, it's so stupid, but if I... You know, if they say, like, well, I don't have any money, I say, I'll pay for you. And they're like, all right, that pisses me off. <laughs> like, you didn't even acknowledge that that was a nice thing for me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it, if... It, it's uh, taking advantage. Because whenever I, com- whenever I come to my friends and I say, like, like, I start talking about a problem. Like, I know, I'm sorry, like, I, I talk about this all the time. I don't mean to bore you. I know this doesn't have anything to do with you. I'm sorry I'm getting so upset. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm overly conscientious mm-hmm. of how what I'm doing or saying affects you. So if somebody can't return that, even a tiny, like they don't say anything at all, that really fucking bothers me. It bothers me so much. And I, it's to a fault because like, um, the one caveat to um, me saying I, my, I want my response to be, I understand where you're coming from, that must suck, I'm really sorry. The caveat is, is if in your explanation of telling me what's wrong, you don't make a point to be like, I know that sounds stupid or I know I have this personal bias or I know that's probably not what you meant. If you don't say anything like that, it's a thousand times harder for me Uh because then I think that you're thinking, you did something wrong to me, you need to make up for it to me, I contributed nothing to this issue whatsoever. The fact that you're not aware of that, you're not humble in that way, Mm -hmm, pisses mm -hmm. me the fuck off. I don't like that. But I shouldn't need that, that's not fair. Because sometimes when you're really upset, you kind of forget about it, you're just so kind of like, sometimes you're emotional enough where even if you
0: are a conscientious Mm -hmm. person, that, you know what I mean? I I will say this, if you are, if you're gonna um, bring someone into your bullshit in that way, that you don't, um, let's say you don't, like how you were just saying, you don't apologize, For how you're coming off or how, or the things, like, I'm, I'm telling you all these uncomfortable things that I'm Mm -hmm. feeling right now. I'm taking up a shitload of your time. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) First of all, like, you're my coworker. There's really no reason for you to care, but I'm taking your time anyways. yeah, Yeah. Like, first of all, I mean, a person who, um, would be conscientious enough would probably not bring that to you as like someone who you like someone who's who's not like a close friend mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like uh a person like uh that's not conscientious would bring that up in the wrong circles the wrong time and <laughs> yeah. like just inappropriate times with the wrong people and it's like they're not waiting to to tell that to the people that would actually care maybe they're just, like, they're like, so
1: absorbed in what they need, they'll just say it whenever it's convenient for them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, instead of waiting to, to share it with their sister or brother or, or, I don't know, whoever's actually, like, really invested in their life or something. Yeah.
1: Well, don't get me wrong. Sometimes, you know, it just sometimes shit happens to you and you have to handle it. Literally, if I were in your situation, the on, like, the only thing I would have needed to not hate you in that situation is for you just to say, like... I know you're just my coworker and you don't give a shit. I just, I really need to talk. That's all you have to say. I'll listen to you for hours. Uh-huh. Just, just demonstrate that you're aware yeah. that you you are in fact taking something from me. There's nothing I wouldn't give you. Mm-hmm. Those are two really mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. things that I need that don't make it like I'll give you way more than is necessary. Dude, you're a catch. And I just, and your hair is perfect.
0: Oh, dude, my haircut's terrible. No, it's it, not. Uh... It looks great. Thank you. Let's try your, your stupid mouth. That's, that's very sweet of you.
1: <laughs> and you, you know something I, that I have noticed that is probably not true, but that's okay. I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like all Asian women, maybe I haven't had an Asian man cut my hair. So Are I'm you just saying kidding. all Asian women? Yeah. <laughs> who have all, cut your hair? All Yeah. All okay. Asian women who have ever cut my hair cut it. Like, this, they just cut it the same way. It's very, like... I feel like they're solving a math problem on my head. (laughs) Like, my head is a blueprint, and they're using a
0: ruler. That's like uh, IKEA instructions. (laughs)
1: Like, I just... And they all do it that way. And I don't know... Did she... eh, Never mind. I'm not going to go there. And like I said, she... It's just kind of like, okay, here's the one and a half. Here's the two. I'm going to do the two up this high. And then we're going to move up to like a three and a half. I'm like, you are, I I don't, I don't have the equations in my head for how to cut my own hair. That's what you're here for. Yeah. I'm going to explain you, explain to you to the best of my non-haircutting ability,
0: what I want. You need to know what I (laughs) (laughs) mean. Yeah. I'm going to tell you my feelings about how I want my haircut. You should be able to. Feel those feelings and then interpret that
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> to give me a great haircut.
1: But I think that that is a skill that apparently not Asian women, but but women have where I can just be like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And that makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. But guys, it's kind of the same. They do the same thing as Asian women when it comes mm-hmm. to cutting my hair. It's like a, it's like a, you know, if you're trying to build some shit you need, you need rulers and measuring tape and specific mm. tools. That's how they do my hair. Okay. And women are more kind of like they're doing a painting.
0: Mm. I'm not sure I've had my hair cut enough by men to have an opinion on men cutting hair. Maybe
1: I'm just attributing that because that's just what helps me make sense of this haircut that I hate. Mm. I need to rationalize it in some way by being racist and sexist. <laughs> <laughs> be all the ists for real i need to just be like women cut hair like this and asian women cut hair like that and that's why my hair sucks <laughs> it just <laughs> helps me feel better about it <laughs> i think actually well, now that David, i think about it I've... i think that's what a lot of i think that's what racism and sexism often is you you bunch them up to help you rationalize whatever bullshit you're dealing you're going with. with yeah it's like you're poor and you need somebody to blame so you blame immigrants for coming in and taking your jobs and all your taxes go to their welfare and shit like that or um you you know you're mad that your, that your wife is hideous so you objectify (laughs) hot women online to make yourself feel better this is what you should look like Uh because really you're mad at your wife for letting yourself go or right you know just i think i think that's I think that's a lot of times what that stuff is. There's something that you don't like in your life and this is how you make sense of it. It sounds
0: lazy is what it sounds like. Oh yeah, all lazy all... and um you're not you're not owning your your own shit. Yeah. I would say most immoral behavior
1: behavior is lazy. I can't think of a single thing that's, like, immoral that's not because of laziness off the top of my head. Hmm. Like you you want a quick
0: solution to your problem. Uh, well, maybe laziness is not the right word. Um, maybe it's... I would
1: say, I would say it's like a lack of trying. Okay. Usually the good thing is the harder thing. Mm Mm-hmm. With the exception of, like, fucking mental illness and stuff, like, you know, pathological liars and addicts. Okay. But other than that, like, if you're just a regular sort of, you know. douchebag. Yeah, just, just the average dickhead is just laziness. That's why you park that way, because you don't want to do a three-point to do it right. Or the one-point
0: to yeah. just do it right. Yeah, or just, yeah. You, you just, know what... like, Kareem in there, and just, like, eh. You just cream in there? Kareem. Cream, cream. <laughs> I just, Did uh... Did you say Kareem? Kareem. What it. I was saying cream, but... Kareem. Uh, but it came out Kareem. jabbar <laughs> You know what really
1: pisses me off? Is people who drive around the parking lot for 20 minutes to find the best parking spot, uh-huh. and I also hate the people that they see somebody walking to their car, so they'll just sit there in the aisle for 15 minutes if they have to, while that that group gets to their car, pulls out, drives out, and they can take their spot. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm sitting behind them the whole time. Mm-hmm. I still don't have a parking spot I can get to, but I just have to sit here behind you for 15 minutes you don't while have you- to sit.
0: You can just go, whoop.
1: if there's room. Sometimes there isn't yeah, room. Yeah, that's true. And it's basically you don't give a shit that there's people behind you waiting because you want that spot. Yeah. Like, just go to the back of the fucking
0: parking lot. Uh, what I'm thinking of is that there is no parking, and no those you have assholes to, that you you they're drive around. No, for like. No. Twenty minutes and then you finally find someone who's getting out so that you can get in. No,
1: the asshole where there's plenty of parking, right, you right. just don't want to walk far. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nine times out of ten that makes sense. nine times out of ten, the person who gets out of the car after spending twenty minutes to find the perfect spot <laughs> should probably have parked in the back <laughs> to burn the extra calories.
0: <laughs>
1: nine times out of ten. Yeah. yeah, dude, those people drive me fucking nuts. Mm. I'm just like I, I, I always, I park the very first spot I find. Always. Always. The only exception is if it's like a warehouse size parking lot and there's like two cars, then obviously I'm going to drive closer to the store because it just makes sense. But yeah, if it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, like you're at the grocery store and there's like three rows and half of them are full, I'm just like, okay, the first one I can find, I'll just, I'll just take it. The, which, whichever one's most convenient for my time and whoever's behind me also looking for a spot. Right, right, right. Hmm. God, dude, that makes me so, but like I said, I think the reason why it pisses me off is because again, they're not Lack. conscientious of yeah. anybody else. Lack of consideration. Yeah. It, it matters to me that you demonstrate you're aware that you, ex- other people exist mm-hmm. and they matter and don't care about you. <laughs> like I'm never going to, Tell my coworker my bullshit unless they ask Without telling them I'm sorry I know you don't need to know this Right If, if it's or... so overwhelming that I have to talk to them I'll at the very least be like I'm sorry I'm just blurting it out You know fuck me
0: Yeah uh, that's a weird concept to me honestly Is to feel like sh- like shit And then you have to You have to express like all Like you this, just have to let it out You have to let it out to people that barely know you I don't get that because yeah. i just i just ball it up yeah. and then keep it inside me until i die
1: <laughs> yeah i just die with it <laughs> I just
0: die. or you know i'll wait until i talk to you <laughs> yeah uh
1: on st patrick's day super fucked up just like not okay fucked up didn't throw up though pretty proud of myself i the I whole en- the whole entire drive home i just like fucking it just all like <laughs> i was so drunk i felt so bad my girlfriend was driving and I just started like word vomiting all over her, all this. About what? Just everything. Just like all. I don't. I was
0: really fucked up. Like I made it to the night? Or... No.
1: Just my life in general. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like fucking. Like I said, I, I only remember what she told me I said. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I was crying. I was telling her, like, I was just telling her how. From what, from what I remember that I felt very much like a burden and a disappointment to everybody that cared about me where I just like I constantly burden them with my bullshit I'm just like I'm really unreliable I'm really unfair I ask a lot of them I don't give them a lot in return and I had I had a just the drive from San Francisco to Antioch is a long one and I filled that entire time with my bullshit and I just like mm-hmm. You know, I woke up, she told me about it, and I just spent the whole day just, like, apologizing. I felt so bad, but at the same time, I'm like, I would do the same for her. She's my girlfriend. It's not like she's just some dude I met at the bar. I'm some like, some
0: wench? I'm just, like, crying out. Some at him. dude. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender. <laughs> the bouncer outside. Isn't that funny? Isn't that, like, a stereotype, too, that, like, uh, like bartenders are always listening to people's problems? I've you know, never done that I've never seen that I've never but like you see it in movies and I think that really happens though
1: I think it's like the shithole like hole in the wall in your hometown bar not because we you uh, know normally when we go to bars yeah. it's
0: like a packed. but who knows maybe it happens in the city too like these yeah. are people who are locals they go to their local bar they don't necessarily go like during peak hours they might go in the afternoon mm-hmm. or you know like at other random times of the day just so that they can like talk to the bartender well maybe i don't know maybe not just so they can drink, but get a drink and then yeah also let them just out. start word vomiting
1: I, i've never done that i've never seen anybody do it but i'm sure it happens it has to happen we also live in the bay area where uh, there's very few bars that aren't always have at least 10 or 15 people because whenever you see that in movies there's like three people at the bar yeah the bartender doesn't have shit to do but white glasses white glasses (laughs) (laughs) that does not exist here at all (laughs) so i don't know but anyways i just this is someone who kind of signs up for my bullshit because we're dating and it's not like we've been dating for a month it's we've been been dating for like a year and a half we've talked about marriage and kids we're gonna live together
0: soon You know, like, we're, I, you, this, this This, is yours, this is yours to deal with. This is the, your responsibility, like, you need to bear my bullshit. Like, that's part of the deal. I just mean
1: that it, I wasn't doing it to my co-worker, is what I mean. I'm doing it to my girlfriend, who I'm supposed, I would, you know, I'm supposed Uh, to rely on him for that. Yeah. And even then, I was still, like, I apologized profusely. I just, like, apparently in my rant my crying drive home rant, <laughs> I was apologizing. I'm too drunk to remember what I said. I could still remember to be conscientious uh-huh. of the <laughs> burden I was putting them on me. <laughs> yeah. The shit I was
0: putting on their shoulders. it's like probably not even making sense. Because... Apparently
1: my whole the whole reason I was upset was that I felt like a burden to everybody. Yeah. So I'm that bad I'm the last person you're going to convince that it's okay to just pretend that you're not burdening me in some way. Yeah. To not yeah. be conscientious of other people around yeah. you. That shit drives me fucking bananas. All, literally, and But it's 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 still to a fault because, you know, like, uh, a lot of times when me and my girlfriend get in fights... I get out of control because I feel like she's telling me all the things that I do wrong without being humble about her side of it. Okay. Even if yeah. she's right, even if I am an asshole because I did X, Y, Z, even if everything she's saying is 100% true, she has every right to feel how she feels, the fact that she couldn't come from a place of, like, here's everything that you did wrong, but I also know I'm part of it too... I can't acknowledge anything that you said about my part of it unless you admit fault or bias mm-hmm. or you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I it, it's, I it's like, to a fault
0: I feel like yeah, okay yeah you like if I fault. if I went and
1: just fucking killed her brother and she just started yelling at me I'm like well you're mean to my fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, like it's it's all that's an exaggeration but that yeah. that's my point is yeah. like I could very clearly do something wrong mm-hmm. if you can't kind of humble yourself before you start complaining I just won't listen I, but yeah I was
0: gonna say yeah it, like it's to a fault because there are times where someone can tell you when you're wrong and then you can you can just accept it. Like, yeah. Like, they don't have to bring up their bullshit if... Like, it's probably not related, honestly. Yeah. Sometimes. I think
1: it's just because that's what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody else doesn't
1: do it, I just immediately see the fallacy. Like, even if I have every reason to be upset at you, I, I, I'm never not going to complain without saying my part of it uh-huh. at some point. Like... um, a good example is, I've never I've never had this happen to me, so I might be full of shit, but I think if I got cheated on, my reaction would be to be upset and I would say, but I know, you know, we've been having problems lately, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to do that. I have every right to be upset in that moment
0: mm-hmm. if I yeah, got yeah. cheated on. Mm-hmm. But
1: me personally, I would definitely admit the parts where I failed to kind of push you that direction. Mm. Which, that's where I mean it's to a fault, because, yeah. but, and then as a result, I expect them to be the same way, and not it. very few people are like that, at least to the degree that I'm at. Yeah. It's, you know, like, I, you think that it'd be, I mean, it is, for the most part, a good trait, but it's it's just too far mm-hmm. on that side of the spectrum. I'm just like, if you don't in some way humble yourself, if you don't in some way, like, I just, I can't listen to you. And I think it's just because um, it just goes back to the way I grew up. I think I just, I was so used to being wrong. I was so used to being at fault, uh, yeah. having that makes having like a poor personality trait that made me do what I did that now I, it's like, I try to take it away from you. I'm like, here's all the things I did wrong. Now let me tell you what you did wrong. You can't respond with, well, here's what you did wrong because I already said it. You t- I took yeah. it from you.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I already ruined your argument.
1: Yeah. I know that I suck at this. I know that I suck at that. I know that I did this to you, but here's what you did. You can't respond with, you know, all you can respond with is okay. And that's kind of a fucked up thing to do in, in, in certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when it comes to a relationship, when it comes Mm -hmm. to a relationship, it should be really like you guys should, everybody should be able to communicate the things that they think and feel honestly If I take them from you right off the bat, it's kind of like I I force, I almost, I force you to accept your fate and be humble rather than letting you do it. And if you don't do it, I get pissed and you can't talk to me now because I'm pissed at you. Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Your your, uh, relationship arguments are very interesting to me because I have never done that before. Does that make sense? Done what I just explained that I do? like uh no not not just that but like the the level of complexity that your arguments are oh yeah (laughs) I know dude that's just I think about this shit way too much well I guess what I'm getting at is that like I'm I'm curious if um how I am (laughs) how I am now how I've like um changed myself as a person since uh you know my last ex come on here got yeah, to be gentle. <laughs> See? <laughs>
1: wow. I just realized I don't know how to open beers when I'm too deep. When I'm two beers deep. Two balls
0: deep. <laughs> two balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is that I've never reached the level of complexity in arguments in my relationships because of... Um, uh, I guess I've never... I've just never like argued fiercely mm-hmm. with the person I'm with, but I'm curious how, uh, because of the recent changes that I've made in my life, how that's going to change with my next relationship. Yeah. We I like. You haven't been. You haven't been in a relationship for a long time. No. It's been like. It's been almost three years, I it's think. Almost holy shit! It's almost been almost three years. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: considering before that you were almost never not in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. How's that for you by the way? Like when you think
0: about that? Mm. It's hard some days. Other days it's like uh I think about I think about that I'm I'm mostly just like <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I don't like, I I don't do the traditional dating where like you, you, you date people and then you figure out who you like, that kind of thing. Like for me, it's like, I need to know, well, I don't know. It's almost like you have to be friends first, maybe? Yeah. Friends first. It's, I've never, I've done like the, I've done, I've gone on a couple like Tinder dates or whatever, but it's always, uh, I don't know. It's always awkward. Honestly. Yeah. And I can't show... I can't show... I can't immediately show the person who I am right off the bat. It has to... I don't know. I just... Oh, you mean like you don't have the ability to? Probably. Like, it doesn't come up... um, I think when, when you're friends with a person first or maybe they are amongst the people that you hang out with a lot my personality comes out a lot more easily Mm -hmm. because it comes out in organic conversation. Like I think that's because when you're on a date, it's like, it's, it's almost contrived. Like you got to like, you know, be ready. Like, Oh, you know what I'm going to say? Or, um, I have stories or whatever. And, uh, when it comes up organically, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, this is, I have stories. Um, I don't normally keep them in my, my mind as like, these are stories that I tell when I'm on a date. No, it's, it's, um, I don't know, someone says something and then, I, and then I remember, like, oh, yeah. And, um, and then people get to see a side of me that, that they normally wouldn't. Yeah.
1: I think, um, it's possible to make those things happen, and you're afraid
0: of imposing or sounding weird. Maybe. Uh, I, I mean, I know that I'm charming. Uh-huh. But,
1: you can't be like, be charming right now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't know how to just, uh-uh. here's my charm. <laughs> no. Like, you have to wait for a moment. Uh, you have to wait for a moment that is waiting to be charmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's the moment, charm it. <laughs> As opposed to just like, here's my charm.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Take it in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe it's charming that I'm not charming right off the bat that's definitely a thing but also that could be uh you know you're not charming so you're not charming that's a thing too yeah um i don't know i i always think i always have the same advice to give you i think you're really unassuming and you try not to impose to a fault like you don't like to be the one to push forward you don't like to be the one to take that uncomfortable step To make and I think that when you're dating you kind of have to do that you have to kind of be like well they might not be into this or this might kind of make the conversation awkward or it might be just like you know unnecessary for me to tell them that story but it'll move the conversation forward they'll get to know me a little bit better and maybe it'll spark a greater conversation so I'm just gonna go for it I think you you don't do that very much But also... I, I will say... You know what would you know be fucking cool? If we could just do it, like, movie, like, like shitty uh, college movie style. I'll just, like, I'll be in your ear <laughs> <laughs> while you're on a date, and I'll just tell you what to say. Mm-hmm. We'll get, like, me and, like, a girl who knows you really well, who's really charming, and then we'll just, like, talk in your ear. We'll be, like, angels on your shoulder.
0: <laughs> I, I will say that, um... There are times where I am extremely charming when it's All not time. when it's not someone that I'm like actively trying to charm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like I mean, yeah. just like how I was telling yeah. you about like there's no the, pressure. <laughs> just like how I was telling you about the lesbian that I like I don't want to stand with. <laughs> <laughs> that you fucked. Yeah. Like I had no idea that this was even a possibility and then it yeah. happened because I was I was clear minded or I had a clear mind, and it there was, like, no pressure of, like, me trying to be someone that was um, considerably more attractive than my normal yeah. life forever. But do you think
1: that you were charming, and she took the extra step to make it, like, she kind of pursued you well, yes. in a way that if you had done that,
0: you would have felt weird doing that to somebody? I will counter that with... Um, my, uh, You know, my friend would benefit before that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like I pursued her aggressively. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Honestly, like, you were never there. <laughs> Not
1: really, I just heard about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, only there a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, only that one bar call, you were there. But that's when it was, like, already... That was the climax. Well established. Yeah. There was like a whole lot of like, um, times that I was hanging out with her and your ex. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't even know she knew about it. Yeah. No, that's not true. I did not know that. I t- we talked about it. I'm stupid. Yeah. Because yeah, right. I was living with her at the time. <laughs> yeah
0: stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh dude, I still can't believe that when I think back on it. I spent what like 6 or 7 months living with stupid my ex. Stupid. Like broke up with me and I stayed there. Yeah.
0: Don't ha- it's not like we have kids or anything. Yeah. I well like Fuck. as contrast, I so <laughs> really ex... kicked him out. <laughs> like, no, not really. I mean my, my ex she was Just like kidding. she was like crying yeah, like one like... morning and then I picked the wrong moment to tell her to tell her that like yeah this is not uh... I'm not gonna we're not gonna get back together, blah blah blah. Yeah. And and then like as soon as I came home from work she was already gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I
1: did too I have when it, as, as, um, mm. as introspective and analytical as I can be over my behavior, I'm still not sure exactly what the mitigating factor was that kept me there. Maybe comfort? I have things that I could think of, but they just, they don't feel like reasons, they just feel like I'm trying to make sense of it. Why would I do that? Here's some th- reasons why I would, I don't know if they're necessarily reasons why I did. I, um, I was talking to my current girlfriend about my ex, um, it was really a brief conversation, it was not like we just sit there and talk about our exes all day, but I was saying that um, I think that I have a really big desire to be fixed. I feel broken, and I look at my relationships, whether it be my, you know, romantic relationships, my friendships, my relationships with my family, I look at them as opportunities to be repaired or made better in some way. Like, I look look to my relationships to make me better
0: or to motivate me to be better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, normally you can't fix yourself out of nowhere like you need the conversations with other people and like relationships with people yes and no to get Uh, you there sometimes I honestly I
1: think me personally at least where I'm at right now um it would be really easy for me to dive into recovery with certain things um the things that require work ethic like going to the gym Uh uh going to therapy um shit like that I like it uh, my relationships tend to be a distraction from the things that I think will make me better mm-hmm. actually better um, but I mean that uh, uh, I'm being tangential mm-hmm. um, my point being is that I think that uh, the majority of the time that I was in my relationship with my ex she's kind of like she's really reliable she's really smart, she's really independent, she's really hardworking mm-hmm. she's really temperate, she doesn't lose her cool easily at all she's like can reel in her emotions be patient uh take her emotions out of hard conversations she's really just kind of like you know hardcore adult I guess is the best way to put it <laughs> and I yeah. am no, I'm I'm none of those things mm-hmm. by you know by any degree of the word um and so I think I knew that going in and I kind of looked to her to kind of uh, be a motivation be a goal to reach uh kind of lean on her to help me be that way in a way that wasn't healthy you know I kind of like took all the pressure off myself and put it on her mm-hmm. I think maybe I felt like I was a good person because I was dating somebody who was somebody I admired like I just associated with her like because she's so awesome therefore I am awesome because I'm with her
0: because all I, all that's I, a lot of people yeah extent, that's you true you know
1: like, I, you know, when she would make mistakes, I would defend the shit out of her. I, like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to have anything bad said about her, even after we broke up. And I wonder if maybe that's kind of what I clung to when we broke up. Like, I, we weren't together, but we were still friends, yeah. quote unquote. And I still live there, so it's kind of like I wanted to, I want, like I was too afraid to let go of that association with her because then if I leave her, then it's just me and I'm nothing. Uh-huh. Like I'm a piece of shit, so even though we're broken up, I still need to keep myself attached to her so that way I still have something to brag about or I still have something keeping me in a place where I'm successful or sure. something to, you know, at I don't some know. sort of like progress level yeah yeah like I have my own place and really she's paying most of the bills Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then you know even emotionally too like you know her and I don't have a lot of fights but the truth of the matter is because she's really patient when I get angry that's why we don't have a lot of fights (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I don't know like I said I, I still don't I still look back at that and I'm just like it's still I don't have all the pieces put together as to why, why I even got with her in the first place, as far as like my personality and how it meshes in with hers. Um, I would,
0: yeah, I would say that about my ex too, is that I don't necessarily know why I pursued her. Yeah, because I mean, you know, of course there's like the obvious stuff, like they're nice, they're funny,
1: they're attractive. Yeah. You know, that the easy shit, but there's plenty of girls that have those
0: attributes that you didn't go for. Mm Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. what is it about Yeah. And then like afterwards it's like what makes me um <laughs> have like an interesting thought is after her all the women that I per- and I think we've had this conversation too is like all the women that I pursued were ones that um like I already knew in my head that I wasn't going to be like in a long-term relationship with but those are the ones that I pursued. Mhm. Yeah. And then the ones and then the ones that I actually thought were worth um like being in a relationship with are ones that are I'm like way more like conservative in like my approach type of thing. Yeah.
1: I think it, yeah, there's like a little bit of uh you don't see like you you go for women that kind of reflect how you see yourself. And if you think these women don't really respect you, you go for them because you don't really respect yourself. It makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have to tell you something that's Ooh. super, super embarrassing. And I don't know if I said it on the podcast before. I gotta pee, though. Okay, you wanna pause it? Yeah. Alright, hold on. Boop. Boop. Alright, All right. just peed out of our huge dicks.
0: I hate it when um, there's new towels in a bathroom. And you dry your hands, and then you get all of the fucking lint on your hands. (laughs) It's, like, just, like, white all over your hands, and then now you have to, like... I don't have an actual good towel for me to wipe this lint off of. (laughs) Now it needs to go on my clothes.
1: (laughs) I can't think of a single time that's happened
0: to me. What? Maybe You just got shitty towels. No, it happens with new towels. Like, brand new? Like, you just bought towels? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you have to wash
1: them first. Well, I've had all my towels forever, so maybe that's why I don't... Yeah. Like, I I inherited my towels, like, when I moved out, I took towels from my parents.
0: That They're like, Mm. you can just take these, I don't fucking need them. Mm. So maybe I don't know... When I first moved out, I I bought towels. Dude. With my ex. That's cute. Yeah, uh, it was funny because I joked, fuck, this is so domestic of me right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're buying towels. Uh,
1: bath mats Dude, next thing you know curtains. next thing you know I'll be putting the seat down <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about that let me tell you my embarrassing thing yeah because it's... I'm sure anybody who listens to this like there was no time in between because we paused it and there was time anyways so really embarrassing thing in relation to what we were just saying about uh feeling like shit so you pursue people who treat you like shit uh-huh. is that God, I can't believe it. I wish I wouldn't have brought it up. So uh, the last like week or two weeks of my relationship with the ex that I lived with her, I just kind of like knew without knowing what was going to happen. I still had it in my head, like, we'll figure out a way to be fine. I'll try Uh really hard. I'll be better. I'll be different. But you had a premonition. But it's just kind of like, just subconsciously, like, your body's like, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it just i didn't know it, but I knew it, yeah, you're like it's over, like uh those words never crossed my mind that mm-hmm. it was over, but just my body could feel it. I think like mm-hmm. when I look back on it, that's what I think
0: was going on at the time, I was it's just like, like it's like, not over, but it's like the devil on your shoulder was fucking whispering it to you, but I... it didn't cross your mind yeah the it word just... the
1: words didn't, yeah. yeah, anyways, but I was just so distraught. I was so just, I felt, I felt like really lonely. I felt really just like a terrible human being. I felt unattractive. I felt unworthy of anybody's affection. I felt just like a garbage human being. Not just like I was sad, but also I felt like me personally didn't have anything to offer anybody on planet earth because I was terrible. I was terrible as a person. And I don't know if that's unique to me. Breakups are terrible for everybody, but you know, it's imp- it's important to note before I tell you this that I felt like I wasn't worthy of. Uh-huh. <sighs> fuck. So what I did was, I oh, join I joined Tinder. Uh huh. Not to cheat. Because I would have been cheating then. I didn't know we were gonna break up. Right. right not right. to cheat. But just to, to feel... see to see if I would match with anybody and see if they would flirt with me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that did happen and it made me feel better but in addition to doing that which is pathetic enough on his own i don't want to say it's pathetic because i you know i understand it obviously because i did it and i know there's i'm sure there's other people who have done it too so i don't want to say that but you know it's kind of like i did it and then i felt ashamed of myself Mm -hmm. but in addition to that any woman on there that I saw as like just seemed to really have their shit together, like mm-hmm. was there like that I just deemed as a high as like a You put them on a pedestal. So like, you know, for so as an example I saw this girl, she was uh in her mid twenties, tall, beautiful, blonde. Uh she had a master's degree. Nice. Um, and then, you know, she just put, like, the usual, like, I love hiking, I love the outdoors, I love to laugh, you know, whatever. because I love to laugh. Yeah, who that's, doesn't? That's a great one. <laughs> so because I saw, like, because she just kind of had all this value, I left swiped at her. Swiped her. <laughs> swiped it in. So... I left swiped her. <laughs> because... You're going to say
0: I swiped left
1: whatever i i, swap, I, swap I left. swept it <laughs> i swooped i swooped her <laughs> left <laughs> over yonder <laughs> um because in my head she would look at me like i couldn't deal with the fact that she would see me and left swipe me if i right swiped her mm-hmm. the idea yeah. of right swiping her not matching with her i didn't like that I only matched with people that seemed like hood rats because that's what I felt the level that I was on. So if I saw that she was really good looking, really smart, had her life together, had a lot of things going for her, I left swiped her because I didn't think that they would right swipe me. And I didn't want to think about the women that I swiped right on who didn't do it back to me. I felt like, you know, here are all these amazing women. They're not going to say yes to me, so I'm just going to left swipe and get it over with. I'm the opposite. I'll
0: swipe right on like the women that I, I know I totally <laughs> and
1: all the ones that are like
0: oh this could probably work nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then every now and then uh, those women that I think are like like way too good for me or whatever mm-hmm. they like we actually end up matching
1: <sighs> you son of a bitch but then
0: I never like I never contact them. honestly I mean I, I never contact anybody I, I never
1: see that's your problem right back.
0: that's your rob that's your problem right there it's your problem right there. I think it's like, I want to feel good by getting a match, but then I don't necessarily want... Uh...
1: Yeah, you like the match, not the idea of going on a date with them. Yeah. <laughs> or you like the idea of matching with them more. hmm <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are like that. I remember having anxiety messaging, too. Like, fuck the dating. <laughs> oh, fuck. I gotta take you out. I gotta get off my couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just be into me and just message me and say you want to come over (laughs) don't make me do any work
0: yeah
1: but yeah i just i was so just that i couldn't even muster up the courage to right swipe someone that i thought was really awesome Mm -hmm. because i assumed that they would not do the same for me right or or that you didn't have enough to bring to the table or something mm -hmm. yeah and i just remember like i still think about that i'm just like dude I I don't know if anybody has any similar experience, but I just felt like that is not a healthy thing at all. That is not the way Tinder is supposed to work. All these women that I really admire, they're going to hate me, so I'm going to left swipe them. All these women who I'm way better than clearly, I'm going to right swipe them. Is cabbage. It's. Not, I mean, it sounds terrible, but I. I really think that's where my head was at. I think that's why. Because I. I was. I did have a kind of friends with benefits thing. Benefits. Benefits between, <laughs> in between my ex and my my current girlfriend, and, uh, I mean, you know, are we? She's a mutual friend of both of us, and uh, we just we would always make fun of her for being dumb and being annoying. <laughs> she was uh, a stripper and that's the one that I decided to kind of glob onto for mm-hmm. sexual relief because I th- and I think looking back it's just because I needed someone who is so terrible I think I needed somebody who I didn't see as a person of a lot of value. Mm. And I felt like because I like I didn't see them as they had a lot of value. I didn't see myself as having a lot of value. That's why I was attracted to them. That's why I went for them. That's why I allowed that relationship to form. It's kinda like a way to like make myself feel better about myself after being broken up with. I get yeah. I, I get with somebody who's kinda like, I know I'm not gonna date them. I know we don't have any future together, but it feels good to have somebody admire me and yeah. enjoy me. Yeah, so I just kind of glob onto it. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's definitely what my friend with benefit was after my ex. But that that's not to say that she wasn't worth uh like being in a relationship because right. she was like an right. amazing person. Like by like on her own right. I just wasn't interested in pursuing anything. Like like obviously I'm not I wasn't I was not the right person for her. Mm-hmm. But I agree. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, she was, I mean, well, she was, like, smart, she's cute, and, you know, she knew how to fuck. Knew how to fuck. Knew how to fuck. It's important. It's Uh, important for a rebound. mm Mm-hmm. And or FWB. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, I knew that I wasn't the right person to be with her, so kind of like we both dodge bullets I don't know Mm,
1: I don't I really don't know i thought about it I don't know if it would have been as bad as you think there's certain things that would have been challenges but that's with any relationship any relationship like especially at our age like at the at like 25 and up for the most part by now you've gone through some shit you've learned some stuff about yourself you have some kind of baggage i think no matter what relationship you're in even somebody who you would say is perfect for you there's work there's stuff that you have to kind of get over and accept Mm -hmm. so with that in mind might not have been that bad i mean it doesn't matter now but still
0: now
1: and I, i i kind of I think about that because sometimes I, I, it's probably just because of what everybody does in a relationship, who's in a relationship, you kind of think about, the amount of freedom you would have if you weren't in it, like you could just do whatever, but I remember thinking, having those thoughts with my last girlfriend, I got broken up with, and then first thing I tried to do was, replace. Uh huh first thing I try to do is get back in a
0: relationship I didn't go do what I thought I would do which is date and not care for a while yeah Well, remember what me and like my friend would benefit like we both consoled you like or consulted you like you should not be looking for any sort of relationship Mm -hmm. like right from the get-go like you need to you need to stew in your misery for like three four months before you even like get out there much easier said than done
1: yeah that I mean Obviously, breakups suck. They're a special kind of pain. They're hard to deal with. It's it's much easier, especially with apps. Now it's so easy to just kind of like I feel like shit. I don't really want to deal with it. I'm just gonna go on Tinder and fill the void. Mm-hmm. And then they fill the void, and you want them to continue to fill the void. Now you're stuck in a relationship you didn't want. I got lucky. I don't think that, that's definitely. I don't think that's what I did with the girlfriend I'm with now. I love her very much. Super like you know. In addition to being. Uh, The girl that I'm with, we're extremely good friends, and we would have been even if we didn't date, so I got lucky. Um, But, yeah, I I think that uh, I had had those thoughts that a lot of people do when they're in relationships, which is, you know, after this I'm done for a while because it can be exhausting because it's work at times. But, you know, as soon as that goes away, it's not easy to deal with. I think, um, I don't know, maybe that's just kind of the person that i am that makes me think of something i was listening to i think i was telling you about this but i haven't said on the podcast which is that um, there's a comedian his name is moshe kasher he's from oakland he has a podcast he was doing a podcast with another comedian and he is uh 20 years sober he's done the aa Mm -hmm. program and he said and um I don't want to put words in his mouth, so I'll just say kind of what I grasped from what he said, which is that um, one of the things that you kind of have to accept when you're going through the program, like fully and completely, you have the sponsor, you go through the tenants, all that stuff, the 12 steps. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you kind of come to understand is one of the kind of like the rules is that um, people who are alcoholics or even just any kind of addicts, they're not necessarily drinking because they like to be drunk, because they want to be drunk. It's that they're unhappy or discontent or stressed in some kind of way that's impossible to handle Mm -hmm. and the drinking makes that go away. Mm -hmm. And um, that really, they're just like in a permanent state of discontent and that's why you're an alcoholic because you feel that way all the time so you always want it to go away so you drink a lot to make it go away. Mm -hmm. And you you can't cope with whatever it is just kind of on your own so you you know you You can't push the feelings away you can't yeah so you resort to chemicals to help you not that they don't actually enjoy being drunk but that it's Mm -hmm. more it's more you're trying not to feel than to feel a certain way Uh by being uh drunk or high or whatever and that really spoke to me a lot because I actually went to AA for a while I was sober for a while because I thought that I had an issue with that and um, the fact of the matter is I don't I don't rely on alcohol that way. I, I, I drink every now and then, and I don't have any, like, I don't have to try to not drink. I've never had that problem. Right, right. But at the same time, when I went there, I felt like I belonged. I felt like everybody's stories I could relate to. Um, I just felt like I was, I was where I was supposed to be while I was there. It, everything they said made sense to me. All the things that they were going through felt like they applied to me just not with the alcohol part. And so, you know, I, I, went, I went through the program for a few months, and then eventually I just kind of like, okay, like, obviously, you know, I don't have a problem with alcohol. I haven't even had to try to not drink. This is pretty easy. Um, you know, so, I, and I kind of felt like I was doing everybody in that room a disservice by going. Like, I was kind of lying to them. So I stopped going, you know, but after, <laughs> I, after I heard what Moshe Kasher said, I was like, that's why I belong there. What he just said is what I have. Mm. I, just like him, and am in a permanent state of discontent, and I'm constantly trying to make it better. But I don't do it with alcohol. I do it with food. I do it with video games. I do it with, um, you know, at times I'll rely on my girlfriend. Like, I'll just make her come over I was gonna say that. so I can just mm-hmm. spend time with her. Because then when I'm with her, I don't have to think about all my bullshit. We can Mm -hmm. just cuddle and bang and, you know, whatever else. I rely on a lot of that stuff. Food is a big one for sure. And then, you know, I'll um, watch TV until 2 o'clock in the morning, even though I have work in the morning. I'll play video games all weekend, even though I have stuff that I want to do. I never, never don't have my headphones in. I have my headphones in when I'm walking around the house doing dishes because I can't. I just can't stand the silence. Mm-hmm. I can't, like, I can't not have any music playing, not have any podcast playing, and just, like, do my laundry, do my dishes, not listening to anything in the background. Because I don't like to be in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I can right, focus on the podcast or the music right, right. instead of just being in my head. And I think I, that's why I belong there. Just it was, alcohol wasn't my choice, it was video games you know companionship Mm -hmm. food sex that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and i can't remember in what way that relates to
0: what i was saying right before i brought that up but i remember because (laughs) you did a whole prologue for it yeah i do so much setup i know so much setup it's
1: important to me that i'm understood and i over explain as a
0: result yeah but maybe (laughs) but maybe whoever is listening is like oh yeah I, i i get i get why you why you're here now. Yeah. But, um, also we're a few beers deep, so. Yeah. Um, women in toilet seats. Did
1: I, was everything I just said a huge
0: cutting you off? No, no, Before you talked about toilet seats? Uh -uh. Okay, that's
1: good. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a 20 minute cutting
0: you off? (laughs) No, no, but I wanted to get to it eventually because I think it's an interesting conversation that no one ever discusses ever like maybe comedians do but i haven't heard a skit or anything about it and um <laughs> this is like one argument that i've that i've had with your ex before
1: yeah she's really big on that It used to piss me off
0: yeah I, and i think a lot of women are big on that like having yeah. having the toilet seat or uh, when as a guy you go uh, number one, you lift the seat up. I mean, any, any <laughs> Why like. Do you keep doing that. What?
1: You're. It's like you're trying not to be blunt. When you go number one, I mean, when you take a piss <laughs> at your huge fat dick. When excrement comes out of your, your okay. urethra and into the toilet okay, where people so... shit. <laughs> Alright.
0: Okay. So when I pee, I, you know. I lift the seat up because I don't want to pee on the seat because it's yeah. going to inevitably happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, there's a courtesy there, right? And I think that's that's what it is. It's supposed to be a courtesy. But what I take issue with is when um, a person demands that you put the seat down. They're upset with you yeah. for not putting it down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like. Like I, I I lifted it, so that you wouldn't have to sit on pee. Yeah. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think um, it's weird because I can understand. Like, um, there's been there's been times where women have stories of they'll in the middle of the night they wake up they go to use the bathroom, and they see that the that it, it's kind of like up but not the seat itself, and they'll, like, sit into the toilet.
0: <laughs> That's stupid. You, I can, I, you should fucking open nope, your eyes. Nope, Makes sense to me. I'm gonna to be me. blunt now. Nope,
1: nope, nope, Makes sense to me because I've done it. <laughs> I've woken up in the middle of the night to take a shit, and I just kind of, because I'm not looking, or, like, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, I don't want to turn the light on because it'll hurt my eyes, so I'll just walk into the bathroom, and then I just sit, and... Every but here's the here's the other part. The, thing the other is, part it's, is that... it's
0: your fault. It's not the person who left it up. Like you should have uh, been conscious enough to check for that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I. Here's where I think it is. Like I did my part. I lifted the seat, so that um, there wouldn't be pee on the seat. And if and if I did, for some instance get pee on the bowl, then I would fucking wipe it, right? Well,
1: I think that if you're a girl, you always assume the seat is down because there's never any reason for you to take it up. If I'm a girl and I live alone, I'm never put... There's no reason for me to put that seat up, ever. That makes sense, yes. So so then here's what happens is you never ever put the seat up because you don't have to, because you don't have a dick, probably. Mm-hmm. And so then every time you go to the bathroom, you don't, you don't think about it. You don't have to pay attention. So you just sit down. Then you go live with your boyfriend or whoever Mm -hmm. they put the seat up you don't know because you've never had to do it before you don't think about it for whatever reason you fucking fall in the toilet and of course anybody who (laughs) falls into the toilet is gonna be upset that being that being said if i can't if if i'm forced to remember that i have to put it down you're forced to remember that it might not be down (laughs) i might forget in the same here, here, here's the thing that I think pisses us off and that's fair is that if if I get a valet and they pull my car up I don't get mad at them if they don't open my door for me okay that's something a valet does if they're a good valet and they're courteous and they you know maybe they forgot I'm not gonna be like really you didn't open the fucking door for me because I would have a lot of audacity to do that do you valet often? no but I'm just, that's just the example that came to my head. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. You know, you know, all you people that valet, you know how everybody valets and then we all get mad when the guy doesn't open the door like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it's kind of like if a valet doesn't open the door, I'm not going to be like, fuck you. Like, how dare you not open the door? You're a valet. Because it's like, like you said, it's a courtesy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's not that I, I, it's not, it's not that you're mad at them for Thinking that you should be conscientious of that you're mad at them for getting mad at you for something like that It's like who do you think you are to demand that I do that you can ask me you can say hey uh, Sometimes I forget (laughs) and I fall in the toilet Can you try to be more conscientious and I'll try to be more
0: conscientious you that wouldn't upset you no, that's the thing It's like it's 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 expected one way. Yeah, not like yeah, the rule
1: is guys do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, well, you're why not, you're not treating me like an equal. That's what that's what the, the crux of it is. Yeah,
1: you know that I have a dick and I stand up and pee, why don't you ever lift the seat up? No <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. It's not the fact that it's not a it's not about the seat. It's not really about the seat. It's the fact that they expect you to do something about it. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they're entitled to be mad at you for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like nah. Mm-mm. if if you accidentally fell into the toilet and that upset you, you come in and you say, hey, uh i know that it's kind of my bad for not checking but it would help me out a lot if you could try to remember to put it down uh just in case i forget
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that would make sense to you right that would be reasonable to you
0: yeah yeah but
1: it's the fact that my ex would come out and be like sam put the fucking seat down no i'm not actually from now on i'm specifically not going to do that because you acted like that yeah
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah now I'm not gonna do that despite you yeah
1: how about we work as a team to handle this seat yeah. situation instead yeah. of just
0: making it my problem yeah and
1: you're gonna get mad at me for it
0: yeah and I'm not sure uh, me personally i I never asked for a woman to like lift the seat up for me yeah i don't know i i mean' also that like that's one thing that like growing up that's just something that's drilled into well, you. Well, you just
1: never expect anybody to do shit for you, period.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, so don't do it to me. Yeah. But also um, most women are probably used to men expecting them to do a certain thing cuz most guys aren't like us.
0: They get pissed when women don't do oh, certain yeah. things. Yeah. You and I are pretty like, conscientious yeah. and like why didn't you put on makeup when we we're going out? Or yeah. Like that.
1: Or why did you get so dressed up on the night that you went out without me? right like why is it your business what the fuck I put on I'll put on whatever I want you yeah. and I are not like that
0: yeah
1: so I think that's probably part of it too mm-hmm. my ex I don't think so but I think she's just fucking not humble at all <laughs> <laughs> such a trivial thing too who the fuck gets upset about that
0: Af- after I just uh, finished well, complaining I, about well, parking <laughs> well to to her argument it was her fucking house like i didn't live with her type of thing and every now and then i would forget to like you know put the seat down yeah that's true
1: so i guess if somebody says this is my rule of my house and you're there that makes sense yeah
0: um, but also well, just but but it's like uh i guess it's the the way that she confronted me with it the first time i remember it was in my Concord house yeah i remember that it was like uh you didn't you didn't you didn't come to me like just right
1: off the bat just fuck you put it down yeah (laughs) oh okay i didn't know that was like i just
0: made an honest mistake sorry yeah Yeah. but you also you also
1: have a habit of disobeying things that are asked of you at other people's houses like when we asked you to use a plate for hookah coals and then you didn't you didn't you just grabbed it with the tongs and walked across oh yeah walked across the living room with and it, I dropped it and then you dropped it and there was a big burn mark in the carpet after that
0: <laughs> didn't get a deposit back. did
1: not get that back
0: you yeah. did have pets though so we weren't gonna get it you anyways, weren't gonna get it but it it it's anyway. the principle yeah. it's the
1: principle we asked you to do it and you yeah. just refused
0: yeah you're just I, like no i got this trust I, me <laughs> <not problem. laughs> That's cute. So we just ruined my entire argument
1: for, for the seat. You know what? She's right. We don't know shit. You know what? Everybody listening, don't listen to us. Just put it down. You know what? Just you can pee but, sitting down too. But
0: you know what I mean, like. So you don't forget. But it's the it's the it still comes down to. Uh, you expecting something from someone but then not giving something in return
1: yeah I'm not a big fan of demanding shit if I don't have to I try not to I like anybody else I mm-hmm. sometimes I get upset and I make demands and I don't mean to but in general as a policy yeah just fucking just be humble don't just come at somebody like hey you're an asshole that you didn't do this do it from now on Like, I just immediately try to put myself in their shoes. I don't have a vagina, so I don't automatically just know to... You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I also don't wake up uh, in the middle of the night with, like, my eyes closed the entire time. Oh, I do. I... I think a lot of people do, John. I... But, But at the same time, I see what
1: you're saying to assume that... You're gonna understand my plight, and therefore you fucked me over, so fuck you mm-hmm. is not the way to go. No. The way to go is to be like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. Can you try to help me out on this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a dick, but can you help me?
1: <laughs> no, but I just mean, like, I'm sure you have some stupid ass reason why you can't help me out with this, but it inconveniences me sometimes. Can you please try to be better at it? Yeah.
0: And I will be better at not falling in the toilet. I have other amazing qualities. <laughs> this didn't have to ruin it for you. Does
1: the way I slang dick make up for this? <laughs> if it doesn't, then I might just go. Yeah, it's a pretty trivial thing to be that... I don't know the word. To be that... vehemently upset about it like like i i would i would expected the same level of anger at don't kick my fucking dog. Don't don't leave the fucking seat up is kind of what i heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like bitch like did you fall in? Okay then. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I piss directly onto your face? No, I did it in the toilet, and I forgot to put the seat down. Like, calm down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did I just, like, walk into your room and just, like, take a shit in the trash can because I thought it was the toilet? No, I didn't.
0: (laughs) Because I couldn't see because I woke up in the middle of the night. You know what I just remembered? I know. They,
1: they treat it like when you wake up in the middle of the night, you're retarded, and I should understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just... Like, you're blind, and you might just fall into any crevice that's in your home, yeah. so you need to accommodate that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Am I might just pee in the sink, because yeah. I'm
1: blind at the middle of the night. How about just open your eyes and look at the toilet before you sit mm-hmm. down? I will say, I can understand that mistake. Like, I, I really, truly, honestly can, and... I try to remember to put the seat down if I pee. But if you come at me and say, why the fuck didn't you put the seat down? I'm gonna be like, I'm glad you fell on the toilet, bitch. Don't come at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> be like, come at me like a person and maybe we'll talk. But yeah.
0: <laughs> I just remembered that South Park made fun of this. They uh basically what they did was that if you didn't put the seat down, it was uh, Kyle's fault that his mother got like stuck in the toilet, or something like, like permanently. That. <laughs> permanently. Yeah, yeah, and He's they, like, like I'm so sorry. Yeah, like they treated it
1: like it was a fucking disease or something. Yeah, like yeah. It was life threatening. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you got your booty a little wet. Calm down.
0: <laughs> it's it's clean before you use it. Like they uh like they even like um had a whole like government agency put cameras to make sure that men put the seat down. <laughs> oh like, my god. I don't know. Like I hope that like if if anyone or any women specifically who are listening who may be listening to this hopefully they think that we're being reasonable right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're just being total assholes and we can't I don't know. we don't see it. But at the same time It'd probably be good for them. I feel like we're being reasonable. You, I like think if, so too. if you don't think so, then fucking argue with us. Yeah. Well,
1: like I said, it's, it's not for us, it's not about the seed, it's about the way you treat it. Yeah. I feel like, I think you and I are unique in the way we handle situations. Like most guys tend to handle things yeah. defensively with anger, yeah. you know, be, like breaking down. You and I aren't particularly like that. But at the same yeah. time, you know, even if we're totally off base at least this will give you some perspective into how we see
0: it and kind of, like, work with the current and not against it. Mm-hmm. What uh, what just came to mind was um, there's this movie called The Breakup with... Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good-ass and, movie. And the whole argument, one argument was um, yeah, The Dishes. <laughs> fucking knew it. <laughs> Dude, I know that... F- who hasn't had that fight? I, I mean, I haven't because... I, I i think because women don't talk in my house <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's her job she knows that we don't talk about
0: no because <laughs> because most times i'm pretty like um uh, perceptive to uh i guess like what women want in, mm-hmm. in that context not... oh yeah i totally side with jennifer anderson on that fight not even gonna lie yeah like uh, if you haven't seen the movie it's uh they had just like done a whole like dinner party or something lots of dishes were made and i think she did all the cooking or whatever and he was um like after the party he was just like all right now i'm just gonna go and chill and play video games um meanwhile jennifer aniston was like hey i'm like busy cleaning up can you like can you do the dishes like at least like you and I would probably be like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like he should have like immediately done the dishes. You and because... I wouldn't even have sat down to. No. Yeah. Because you're, because we're constant conscien- Because we're good people, everybody. Yeah, because we're good people. <laughs> we um, acknowledge that you did a lot of work to get this dinner made, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we also spent a lot of time entertaining these people. Yeah. And like this is the least that we can do because I'm not a good cook. You're a good cook. Yeah. least i can do you know we've we've
1: built ourselves up enough they get it (laughs) we're we're good people everybody you understand now
0: you're welcome um so he was (laughs) definitely wrong (laughs) yeah for sure and her whole argument was like i wanted you to want to do the dishes and he's like who wants to do dishes why (laughs) would the
1: fuck would i want to do dishes (laughs) dude that is the best that is the best (laughs) argument (laughs) <laughs> like it does like it's flawed but it's so it's, yeah that show's so funny why would I want to do dishes
0: <laughs> yeah no one wants to do them this but... goes
1: back to that this conversation I'm pretty sure we had on the podcast which is we're the same way in our personal lives and our relationship as we are with sex which is that I get off on you getting off uh-huh. and in the same way I, I want to do things that oh, support
0: you you get off when I get off
1: at the same time
0: but <laughs> me personally like i need to call you put you on speakers so that you can hear when i'm getting off
1: <laughs> you don't even make noise i just know like i can hear it in your breath like daredevil
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can like hear your body
0: <laughs> sorry to
1: cut you off i oh didn't make that God. joke sorry to get you i mean cut you off
0: <laughs> get you off <up. laughs>
1: But yeah, like, I I mean, like I said, I, I, yeah, I saw it with Jennifer Aniston for sure. It's just kind of like, I don't want you to have to do all this by yourself. It's funny. Me and my girlfriend have, we, we are like that to a fault. You can actually be too far on the other side, which is we do, we, we try so hard to take care of each other. Nobody wants to make a decision. Nobody wants to commit. So for instance, we'll fight over, we'll fight over Bill's. Like, who's going to get the food bill at the end? Like, let me have it. No, let me have it. Or... Can not you just go off by who had it last time or something? Well, yeah. We figured it out, which is I just let her pay for everything and don't say anything, which works out for both of us, believe it or not. And uh, I haven't told her that, so if you're listening, you're welcome. Uh, (laughs) I let you win, bitch. God. Dude, we need to stop having these podcasts. I'm going to get myself in trouble. (laughs) But no, seriously though, I, we have kind of like this issue where we try so hard to take care of the other person that it's fucking annoying. Like I just want you, I just want a decision to be made. So for instance, um, I was telling you actually a while ago about, um, just something that happened where I got upset. I way overreacted. It was not cool, but my gripe was that, um, I invited her to hang out. With you, oh, like right, you, right. you and I were going to get beers and she wanted to go. She's like, no, uh, you know, you, like I want to go, but you guys should have your time. I'm like, that's not your decision to make. I invited you. Tell me yes or no if you want to go. And I, that, that that really upsets me. It bothers the shit. I know it's coming from a good place. I know that it's really nice. But you and I have hung out alone together like the last four times which doesn't really matter because at the end of the day I'm inviting you it's not your decision to tell me whether it's not your decision to make whether or not I invite you so like what I, my point being is that you can be conscientious and helpful to a fault where mm-hmm. you refuse to make any decisions for the fear of imposing it's on the other paralyzing. person paralyzing
0: you're, yeah. you're too paralyzed to and
1: for somebody like me, that's hard because, you know, like we just said, I want to do things for you, but you're so concerned with not imposing on me that you won't let me do anything for you. And now I'm mad at you. Yeah. Like, I want to spend money on you. I want to spoil you. I want to, I mean, even small things. Like, I just want to do the dishes because you cooked and you won't let me because you want to be nice to me. So then oh, we yeah. fight over who's... That's
0: stupid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's like, and that, that, we've never done that. That's just an extreme example yeah, yeah. to make my point. So like, you know, in the, in the Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston, uh, example, the way we would handle it, which is just as bad is let me do the dishes. No, let me do the dishes because we don't want the other person to do it for us to the point where we'll fight about it. Ugh. Like, just let me fucking do it for you. Stop trying to do everything for me. <laughs> it just sounds disgusting. <laughs> like, I would fucking hate that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not a huge deal. It's not like we're fucking terrible at it. But, yeah, I just wanted to make that point. Like, I actually will have the it opposite. It sounds like you're terrible at it, honestly. Well, I, sometimes we'll, you know, it'll be a problem. Like, you know, the fight that I was telling you that we had a while ago about that issue. But I would honestly, I'd rather be that way than... It's like, ah, uh... Ah, fuck you.
0: You do it. Yeah. At the same time, it, it makes me think that, like, let's say that you're on a trip and maybe you want to do something, um you want to do something specifically but you're too too accommodating to her that you end up not voicing that you want to do that mm-hmm. yeah and then you like you miss the opportunity to do that like like if you're in fucking europe or something you want to do something very specific yeah you're, you're probably not going to be able to it's do like i
1: want to go to the coliseum i know she wants to go to the louvre mm-hmm. and so i don't even bring up the coliseum because i want because i know she wants to do that and then i don't get to go well, first of all, they're in two different countries. I know. Okay. Italy and, and France. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I, those are the two first things that came to my head. Mm-hmm. Shut up. The Colosseum and the Vatican. Yeah. Those are in the same city, right? Yeah. They're both in Rome. Right? Yeah. Well, the Vatican is its own city. I know. But it's in... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Vatican is not its own city. Vatican City is its own city. The Vatican is in, in Vatican, Vatican city. city. So fuck you. <laughs>
0: <sighs> what are we at? We're 2 at like hours. 2 hours. I think I'm going to split this up into two episodes. No, just
1: leave it at 2 hours. That's good. Sure? I love 2-hour podcasts and That's I'm gonna just impo- you, though. I-, I was just going to say and I'm going to impose what I like on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> What are you are you're you're doing the you're committing the same crime that I just explained which is that I want everybody to be what if what if, what if have you did you ever think that other people want to listen to a 2 hour podcast? They don't want your convenience. They want it all in one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let me let me pose it to you this way. <laughs> if it's 2 hours, the file size is going to be bigger and I don't know what the file size limit is to upload we're going to find out on this so podcast. Either way, I'm probably going to have to like cut it. Well, how about that? What
1: Wha- There's a there's Wha- a really Wha- easy solution to this. Wha- Shut
0: up. There's a really easy
1: solution to this problem, which is you will try to upload it. If it's too big, then you'll split it. All right. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this actually timed out perfectly. Two hours, it's 9pm, I gotta go to bed, we're done with our, with our six pack. Yeah. Boom. A little somewhat.
0: Boom. Now that I just depressed everybody with the things that go through my head. At least, um, I, I think that we started off on like a very like serious, uh, tone, like for at least the... The first hour? hour and 45 and then the last bit we we switched to the toilet
1: (laughs) and then that's the fucking so if you made it this far bags that insist that you put it down all the time with no regard to how you feel yeah (laughs)
0: fuck (laughs) who do you think you are at the very least whoever's listening to this will now consider it (laughs) (laughs) Like we just gave them like paralysis for the next time they pissed.
1: (laughs) Male or female. Oh my god, I love the idea of somebody peeing and then not knowing what to do as they analyze our podcast conversation. What if
0: they're listening to our podcast? While peeing. While peeing. Whilst. Whilst. And they're just like Babe, listen to this. What do I do? or babe sorry i yelled at you yesterday <laughs> <laughs> or i've been yelling at you for like Dude, the last listen. five years <laughs> <laughs> the last 25 years i'm sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry I was wrong <laughs> i'm so short-sighted
1: could you imagine like enlightening somebody who's like 55 years old over the toilet seat issue like they've been married for 30 years yeah, and they're just yeah. like yeah like a light bulb goes off well, after all
0: that time. I never thought of it that well, way. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, it's like one of those things where it's like you're just so accustomed to it being a thing that you never thought twice about it. Kind of like when, um, you, you, uh, you know, you, you've you learned something from your parent uh, and that's like a common thing throughout your life. You just never thought twice to, to question it even. Yeah. But, dude, yeah, that's...
1: I feel like that everybody has at least a dozen of those things. Oh yeah, yeah. You never thought about it because
0: that's just how you grew up. Yeah, like you buy you buy Ford because that's, whole, yeah yeah your whole family buys. Ford. You never so thought what? to consider that was a stupid thing to do. Yeah, because that. there they're was no shitty reason for it, and they're unreliable. <laughs> you just we just lost all of our Ford listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it? Dude. You can anybody anybody
1: who's willing to listen to us talk probably doesn't even give a shit about cars. Probably. Yeah, that would be my...
0: Well, I I maybe I'm just like, projecting cuz I don't give a shit well, about. Well, can cars. you imagine the the people that are actually into what we have to say are weirdos just like we are. Hopefully. And That's what I would just want. like how we started in the beginning, like uh they understand who we are because they are just a little bit similar to who we are too. I think
1: I think anytime somebody spends a couple hours speaking candidly about anything everybody is going to find something relatable mm-hmm. in that because we're we all as as different as our experiences can be we still all have humanity in common we our brains all brains function a certain way regardless of what body they're in and there is always something relatable in every human being with the mm-hmm. exception of like you know sociopaths and you know whatever the 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 obvious uh exception but i think i I like to think that even somebody who drives a mustang goes to every warriors game and you know ain't putting ain't putting the seat down for nobody still (laughs) still got something out of this
0: (laughs) ain't putting the seat down for nobody (laughs) if you don't like i don't know
1: why these queers like doing dishes but i like what he said about the toilet
0: (laughs) If you don't like it, you can get it.
1: <laughs> and then, like the wife's, like or the girlfriend's next to him, like, man, she's like, you should be more like him. <laughs> That's just for me. <laughs> <That's> just <funny. laughs> you hear that, redneck? Going? <laughs> i like how we 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 like address our phantom audience as we speak when one we're kind of being gracious to ourselves that anybody would listen to us and two we feel the need to address them in the hypothetical (laughs) like any anybody that does listen to it they're gonna like we're addressing them in hypothetical like they don't exist and the if and when they don't exist we're just flattering ourselves with the idea that people listen to it (laughs) Dude, that's so fucking ridiculous.
0: (laughs) That's so ridiculous. All right. I think we should cut it. Yeah, let's do this. Goodbye, everybody.